You are listening to the Rock That Creative Job podcast with Jamie Roberts, episode 18. This podcast has a very focused mission to inspire, motivate, and empower you with the tools, insight, and guidance you need to get better jobs, better work, better pay, and build the creative career and life you've always wanted. So click subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast and let's rock. Hey, creatives. Well, it's finally spring, which means the snow is melting, the flowers are popping up, and opportunities in our industry are blooming. We are almost at the end of Q1, which means a lot of companies and organizations are trying to figure out what they need to support them for the rest of the year. You also have a lot of industries where the peak season is the summer. So they're ramping up their creative support right now to prepare for that season. This means a lot of creatives are actively interviewing. And if you're one of those creatives who is actively interviewing or plans to actively interview, you might run into something that is endlessly frustrating which is ghosting. It's hard for everyone to just get ghosted after putting their energy into interviews. But I think it's especially hard for creatives because we're so emotionally connected to our work. So when we spend time with someone and we share our thoughts and ideas and our processes and our experience, and then we just get dropped without any explanation, it feels extra bad. Because when someone cuts off communication with you, your mind wanders and you don't have the closure that you need to process this and move forward. So you end up in a limbo state left to grapple with these feelings of uncertainty and insecurity and your brain goes right into that imposter syndrome hole. You feel like you've been discarded or abandoned and you can't even properly learn from the experience because you don't know why you've been ghosted, which is the purpose of ghosting. It's convenient convenient for the ghoster because they don't need to have a conversation with you, which may be a difficult one, but they also are not providing you with any insights that are going to help you move forward in your career or your interview process. So this is something that is very pervasive in our industry, and it really sinks people, especially when they've spent so much time with an organization. So I always tell my clients that ghosting is really the company's way of telling you that they are immature, they lack courage, and this is the most important one, they don't value human relationships. And because creative and advertising is all about engagement in human relationships, that lack of courage and empathy, that will filter into the creative work that happens inside that environment. This means it will never be as good as you thought it would have been. It also tells you everything you need to know about their shortcomings and not that the problem lies with you. Now, this advice logically probably makes sense, right? But because we are sensitive, creative, emotional beings who have feelings and desires, this makes it incredibly hard to get over being ghosted, especially when you've put your time, energy, and effort into a long interview process. And I've been there too, but it's truly the biggest red flag you can possibly get. And I want to share my personal experience with ghosting because it really stuck with me, but it also made me see it differently. And I want you to see it differently too. So in 2005, I was a few years into my career as a graphic designer and I was actively applying for jobs in Portland, Oregon. And I was living in New York. I received a callback for a position that really seemed to have everything I wanted. I was legitimately excited about this opportunity. The interview process 
was over the phone and took a full month. I went through the phone screen with HR. Then I had a solo phone conversation with a supervisor. And then I had a very stressful panel interview where four different people barked questions into a speakerphone because video conferencing wasn't a thing yet. It wasn't a great experience, but I still really wanted the job. It just seemed so perfect and it seemed like the next step in my career. So in my final round, I needed to complete a series of timed tests to confirm that I had skills with layout, color, grammar, all of the things that a graphic designer would need to be skilled at for this position. And I knew that once I got to this test round, I must be one of the top candidates. And they had alluded to that in the last interview round, that everything sounded great. They were really excited about my experience. And all that was left was that I took this test. So the test itself, because they were interviewing locally as well, mine had to be administered over the phone and through email. I was the only candidate who was not local and I couldn't go right into the office like everyone else. It was definitely stressful, but at the end of the test, they let me know that I aced everything and that I should expect to hear back the following week. I was super excited about this. I had already given notice in my apartment. I had already secured a apartment in Portland. My friends, family, everyone knew that I was leaving. So there was a lot riding on this. So the following week, I expected to hear something and it was radio silence. And then the week after that was also radio silence. I followed up three times trying to reach someone, anyone to confirm my suspicion that I wasn't selected for the position. But an email never came. A call never came. All I knew is that I had to pay rent in an apartment 3,000 miles from where I currently lived, and I didn't have a job that would allow me to do that, or even knowledge of why I wasn't selected for that job. So... I had no closure. I just, I didn't understand how could this have happened? And, you know, was I really so worthless that they couldn't even be bothered to type a single email and let me know that I hadn't been selected? So I spent a week crying about this and obsessing over it. This really messed with my head when it came to my personal value and worth as a creative professional. But I decided that I wasn't going to let this one experience stop me. And I bought a one-way ticket to Portland and moved there on New Year's Eve 2005. And I thought, okay, I'm going to give myself a week and I'm going to start looking for another job. I had a little money saved. And so I thought I have a runway. But I still really was affected by this experience because I had spent all that time and energy with these people and I had gotten to know them and I had shared a lot about myself with them. And it just felt very disrespectful that I wouldn't even hear back. I just knew, okay, this is not a company that I want to be part of if this is how they treat people. But it still stung. You know, it still made me feel terrible. I thought, well, I'll give myself a little space and then I will start the job search once I get to Portland. It'll probably be easier to interview in person. And I was not wrong because two weeks into living here, I got a call from a company that was actively recruiting and they asked me to come in and share what I had done and discuss a potential position that they had open. So I got hired almost immediately in Portland and I was excited about the position. It was actually maybe a better fit than the one I had been interviewing for. 
But I still felt so affected by that last experience because I had felt like I was just treated like garbage, just thrown away. And I didn't have enough value for them to even respond to me as a human. So the job I ended up landing was actually amazing for my career. And it moved me forward faster than I imagined it would. And if we fast forward 10 years later, I was actually an art director in a national agency that was recently acquired. This is where the story gets really interesting. During my first week in this new office, I was managing a remote team, so I didn't know any of the creatives in that office. And I sat next to a senior designer and we began chatting about our work history and our experience and our teams and what projects we were working on, the clients we had. And it wasn't long before I discovered that this person was actually the designer who got that job that I had applied for and had been ghosted from in 2005. This person told me everything I was not missing by being the runner-up. This confirmed all of my suspicions about how this organization ran because when they couldn't even connect back with me, I, I felt terrible, but I also kind of assumed that maybe this was a common practice there. You know, maybe this was a red flag, but I was so new to the creative industry that, you know, I really didn't know how to think about this. But hearing her stories about her experience in this organization, it was a very unenjoyable environment. So what I realized at that moment when she was telling me all the horror stories about her experience at this company is that that rejection that I had, that ghosting, that was actually protection. Because if I had been hired, I would have unknowingly associated myself with a company that treats people in an absolutely disrespectful manner. So the next time you're ghosted, I want you to know that it has nothing to do with you or your value in the creative landscape. It is simply an organization's way of telling you that you wouldn't be treated well if you were hired. And believe me, and my friend who got the job that I really wanted, you should be very grateful for that. So when this happens to you, because there are unprofessional people in our industry, just as there are in other industries, I want you to maintain your dignity and stay focused on your mental health, your happiness, and your future opportunities. Leave the ghoster to deal with the repercussions of their immaturity and their lack of courage. Because at the end of the day, we can't control someone else's behavior, but we can control our reaction to it. And I want you to see yourself as someone who has high value and has a lot to contribute to the world. And I don't want someone who doesn't even have the courage to type an email to take that away from you. And it's not often that you're going to actually know what the experience is like in an organization that has ghosted you. But take it from me and my chance encounter with the person who got that job that I really wanted. It's exactly what you think it would be like, which is to say not good at all. So just know that you're being saved from this experience. And if people treat you poorly, you don't want them taking up your brain space. You want to move on with confidence to the next opportunity because there will be more. This ghosting experience is not going to be the last time you ever have the opportunity to interview for a position. There is something better out there 
for you. And if you feel really stuck and you're not getting the traction you need, or you're really freezing up in interviews and you're not sure what to say, I want to help you. Please contact me. You can reach out to me at Rock That Creative Job. I also have 20 free videos on things like resumes, portfolios, interview tips, and I have content that you can download on my site to help you with interview questions. You can also follow me on Instagram or connect with me on LinkedIn and send me a message there. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends because I know they've experienced this too. And I want to make sure all creatives have the right mindset to keep them moving forward in their career. And if you have any topic suggestions for future podcasts, please reach out and let me know what those might be. I want to make sure I'm creating content that helps you guys with all of the pain points of the job search process. So thanks for listening and I'll catch you in the next one. 